Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back. This is My Mate Bought a Toaster with me, Tom Price. This is the podcast where we open up uh, the Amazon purchase histories of a huge variety of wonderful comics and actors and writers and any human will do it, I'll be honest. We're pretty desperate right now. Um, But that's not why we've got this guest on this week. I'm dead chuffed that uh, Jess is going to be here. So please welcome the wonderful Jess Foster-Q to My Mate Bought a Toaster. Hello, Jess. Hello, hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. It's exciting. It's very exciting. It's a pleasure to have you. I mean, I'm uh, you know thrilled that we finally got around to doing it. I think I think our cancellation rate between you and me was one of the most protracted yeah. that I've ever had in this show. Yeah, I, I'm so sorry, but I think we were as bad as one another, weren't oh, we? Oh, totally as bad as one another. Oh, I, may, I, may, I might have upped my, I might have sort of um, sprinted to the finish when it came to yeah. the last few cancels. But yeah, yeah, we had a curse on it, basically. So this, people won't really understand as they're listening, but this sort of conversation is in some ways a miracle. <laughs> It really is. It feels miraculous. It feels miraculous, and we're not even in the same. Uh, we're not even in the same building uh, right now, no. obviously, because of the because of the thing that's going on. The whole. I mean, it's taken a yeah. pandemic to bring us together, Jess. Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> when the rest of our lives closed down, we finally found each other for this this blissful romp through all the shit what you've bought on Amazon. So what we're going to do? I've, I've logged in, Jess, and um, okay. I'm mainly worried. I think about being more less of a pervert and more just. Um, as a very dull woman. Oh come on! What are you what are you saying, Jess? Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. the ninth we'll the ninth of October two thousand and two. Oh God! The Oxford Handbook of Criminology. What do you mean dull, Jess? Dull. All human nature is in the Oxford Handbook of Criminology. May I say the third edition? <laughs> um, I was doing a law degree. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, that would explain why the other thing you bought was the EU law, the third edition. Well, we don't we don't bloody need that anymore, Jess. I'll, I'll, I'll bloody burn that outside Weatherspoons. Thank you. Yeah. That was fucking boring, that course. Oh, was it? Mm. But isn't, isn't all EU law quite new? And so, or is all law just relatively recent? Because in my head, initially, you think of law as hundreds of years old. But is it all just sort of new, detailed, dull? Well, EU law was in 2002, um, which meant it was a very easy course. But it was very, like you say, it was just very kind of, it, it was all quite fresh. It was, it, it was just so learning. It was like, please may consume a lot of facts. Right, right. It's never been like... But whereas there were other elements of that degree, including, in fact, the other book there... Um, Textbook on international law no. as well. Oh, God. Oh, God, it was so hard. It was so hard, that degree. And I've, the worst thing is I, I worked my tits off, built up about, I think, a, at one point, about 30 grand of student debt. Christ. Because uh, I went to uni in London and had the 
full whack. I had like separated parents. I had the full mega loan. Um, And oh God, I'm still paying it. I still have student debt and I've never, ever used the degree. Anyway. Well, you have now. It's in the podcast and this is part of your showbiz career. Yeah. So yes, does that mean I can go back and claim those books as tax deductible now that we've <laughs> you hundred percent can now we've now we've done two minutes of absolute comedy gold on those slightly boring books. Um, so that <laughs> that is ancient history of Jess Foster Q there. So that's you doing your degree. Where were you doing your degree, please? Um, LSE, London School of Economics. Okay, right. And and was that you finishing in two thousand and two, or was that just the beginning, the very beginning? Two thousand and four, I graduated, so okay. I was a year in. Yeah. Oh, that was this will have been. The start of my, or just before the, my second year, probably, that I was buying those things. And why did you choose law? So, because I naively thought um, that if I went and did something that I just loved, but was more academic than vocational, like maybe th- philosophy or history or... Um, I mean, they're just the things I loved at A-level in English. Mm. Um, big sort of essay writing-y things I really was into. But I thought, well, if I do a degree in something like that, then I'll just float about. I won't know, you know, I just won't get a proper job afterwards. So right. and I thought I'd do something, a vocational degree that applied the same skills... God, this is a really long and genuine answer rather no, than... No, I, really I want genuine. It's good. It's good. I mean, I'm always um, interested. So, But it was utterly pointless. So I then went and did this vocational degree. By the end of the first year, I thought, well, I know I don't want to do this. Fuck, fuck. All I've learned for definite in terms of long game is that there's no way I want to be a lawyer. Um, but I'd put... I hated the first year so much that I thought, well, I've put this work in. I might as well finish it. And then in the end, I did love my second and third year of it because I got to choose much more interesting courses like criminology and jurisprudence and right. basically more sort of philosophical tr- sentencing and treatment of offenders. I did yeah. That I'm still really interested in, yeah. sort of how the legal system works and what the sort of underlying theories are behind all of it and, you know, what actually might really make people do less crimes or what does make people do crimes or whatever. All that stuff I'm really interested in. Yeah. And family law and medical law, that was all really interesting. But I knew by the end of my degree, I was like, well, if I was going to be any kind of lawyer, it would be a criminal and or criminal family barrister. And there is no, that it's the least well-paid area of law because it's the one that most people want to do. And because it's the one that most people want to do, it's the most competitive. Right. So I knew, I did a few mini privileges after my degree, but I was like, if, if, if I was going to succeed at this, it would have to be the only thing I wanted. I'd have to be hungry for it. And I wasn't. So I never pursued it at all. Beyond so, a few so, hang on. So, so I've just got this image now of you walking away from your law degree. Yeah. Like, like walking out, of, of LSE and taking off your gown and your wig and your mortarboard and going right stand up comedy then I mean that is no no not quite right, not so what did you do then um I worked I'd been working through I'd I always had like you know jobs in bars and stuff and I'd been working in this coffee shop wine bar um at the end of my road in broccoli yeah. called Moonbow Jakes and then um, the boss there asked if I'd like to become a manager for 13 grand a year oh come on Yes, so please. Like, yes, please. <laughs> wow. And, um, yeah, I did. That is, that is huge. And yet you've still got student debt even after that windfall? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Marvel. I mean, what can I say? I'm a shit saver. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I love that though. I, I mean, it wasn't a job I took very seriously. I had all my friends work there as well, um, and it was a very fun place to work. So that floated about for ages, doing bits and bobs. And I, I ended up doing comedy 
properly quite a bit later, actually. Yeah. I, I started off writing things and don't tell anyone, Go on. but doing improvised comedy. Im- you, you did improv? So I didn't quite hear there, Jess. You went, you went, I think the line's gone a bit weird. You I did improvised comedy. Why, why is that bad? Why do people, why are people down on improvised comedy? Have you watched them? <laughs> Tom, have you watched them? Um, ask me that question in the style of a, an L.A. noir film. <laughs> and um, imagine there's a nuclear bomb on the way. That was a day where I came <laughs> to the room. Oh, my God. She's amazing. She's just made it up off the top of her head. It's comedy. Um, oh, my days. Horrible stuff. Um, that's going to upset a lot of people. Sure. It's quite handy at the moment, isn't it, to become an improviser. Um, uh, <laughs> Ooh, no, don't get you. me involved I, in your com- in your mucky comedy wars I love anything that's funny Jess as long as it's not pretending to be fun. made up on the spot Ooh, I don't want to hear no more crying just come on let me know what you've been buying so 2002 yeah. um, you are buying these law books right let's go yeah. back to your Amazon account and then it goes I would say very dormant 2003 nothing four nothing five nothing six nothing so so if we are sort of doing a, an archaeological dig through jess foster q uh she she disappears she, those are the dark years for amazon and then suddenly she pops up again and you can tell she's using her law degree well because she buys pirate she buys pirates of the caribbean axis of hope in november 2006 <laughs> what's that by Ali. what is it a book it's a book yeah uh, with Fidel Castro, Hugo Chavez, and Evo Morales. So I think Pirates of the Caribbean is, is actually um, it's a book about Hugo about Chavez. About those yeah. comic, big comic leaders. Yeah, so actually, oh, okay, that's annoying. So I went for the gag of that being a bit uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but actually it's a, it's quite an interesting um, non-fiction <laughs> book about international I politics. Had a, um, do you know what? I had a real desire. I, st- I did quite a lot of travelling after I finished uni and yeah. little fits and bursts um on my Todd and I, I I went to a few places where and then I got it in my head that I was like oh I really want to go to every I want to get the sort of um all the different as many communist stamps as I can in one passport right to see if um I would be not allowed into America <laughs> you just try in your early 20s that you think would be a cool thing to achieve yeah up yours George W Bush yeah um it's uh also interesting to see here you got uh, Chinese phrases for dummies uh in October 2006 so clearly uh, winding your way towards some communist stamps there, right? <laughs> I mean, that was because I went to China, though. Yeah, yeah. Was it good? Yeah, real good. How long did mean, you get to China for? Terrifying. I went on the Trans-Siberian Express, so I went with a friend and we started in St. Petersburg and then Moscow and then we went all across Russia and Mongolia and then got to Beijing, stayed there for about a week and then we got Chinese trains all the way down to Hong Kong but we only stopped in a few other places. It was incredible, it was really really scary just in terms of communication. Yes. Like there was no the amount, you'd just have to, every time you wanted anything to get anywhere or to do anything you'd have to basically that that little guide that I bought off Amazon. Did <laughs> Chinese Chinese shit. phrases for dummies for £2.26. It's yeah. just like, I'm I'm going across the entire continent. I'm I'm travelling through China. I'm in my 20s, but it's fine because I've got Chinese phrases for dummies so I can ask if there's a toilet nearby. I mean, that's not going to help it's you at all, is it? It's the epitome of some British arrogance there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too yeah. Right. Um. All right, so that's you in 2006. Interesting, though. Interesting observation is that you 
did the law degree because you didn't want to be wishy-washy whimsy you wanted to knuckle down and yeah. find it and then you went massively wishy-washy whimsy and just yeah, sort of floated around I did absolutely around. fuck all with my life for yeah. a good decade well yeah. good that's quite right too and then you started comedy so you went from being a floater to an actual turd an actual <laughs> I'm glad you finished that <laughs> sentence for me um, alright so then 20, 2007 uh, Northern Lights His Dark Materials yeah oh, big fan classics yeah just the most stunning books. Do you know what I remember with those? Um, I remember that being because I was—I've always been a bit of a nerd on the book fronts. I kind of—I really like reading science fiction, mm-hmm. um, and the, and and not loads of fantasy, but a bit of fantasy stuff. And all my, you know, girlier mates would always be like, no, 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 no. And then though that trilogy came along, and I, everyone in my life at the time read it, and. Everyone loved it. I think it's one of the most universally brilliant, beautifully written. The the way the world is drawn in is yeah. just extraordinary. I he know. is genius, I think. Have you read the new ones? I haven't read the latest, but I read the the first sort of um, prequel yeah. one, Book yeah. of Dust, and I haven't read Book of Dust 2 because I just assumed someone might get me it for Christmas and no one did. Oh, that's awkward. That is yeah. that is awkward. So did you have? Fact, a... I'm making a bloody note now because I'm going to buy that for myself. Yeah. That got, that's got pandemic reading. That exactly. Related. Happy Coronamus to Jess. Happy Coronamus. Lots Happy of love, Jess. Coronamus there you go. To me. There you go. Um, Doctor Who. Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Yeah. You bought a five-inch face of bow with an animated mouth. Mm, mm. That was probably for my then partner. Yeah. Right. This is December yeah. two thousand and seven. So this is this is a gift, is it? Yes, that would have been a gift. Yeah, it's a detailed deluxe figure with movable mouth. That will have been for the um, father of my child. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Massive uh, sci-fi nerd. Okay. Okay. So this is in uh, this is in two thousand and seven, long before the child came along. Right. Long before the child came along. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But it, it, interestingly, the Doctor Who five-inch face of bow does look a little bit like. A, a pickled fetus. I'll be honest. It's rank. It is. Face of Bow is a disgusting character. Did you ever see it? In no. No. It's like a stretched bit of skin with a little face in the middle of it, and it's yeah. all like stretched out on a canvas. It's fucking freaky. Um. All right. There. The face of Bow. Uh. Worth noting. Nothing to do with Alfie Bow. No. <laughs> All right, so we've got Jess Foskey with us. Uh, you're you're sort of you're floating around. Jess is a floater, and you're you're you know your Amazon your Amazon improving this. You've bought a Scrabble Deluxe, uh, August two thousand and eight. So you know how to live. You know how to have a good time. Are you a, are you a Scrabble holic? Pardon? Are you a Scrabble holic? No, not a holic. No, a Scrabble for me is like associated with quite specific things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh oh god, or well, maybe it was different then. These days. I the the my current my girlfriend and also my ex would wouldn't play it with me. Right. Um Rabble. Um she's dyslexic. Although she plays words with friends. Anyway. Yeah, but um, come on, you can't make someone who's dyslexic no, do scrabble. That's like someone who's got arthritis making them play Twister. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. Come on, pop it. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I fucking hate Scrabble. I can't. My brain. I think I might be a bit dyslexic because my brain cannot do it. I cannot think of words from letters. I cannot create words out of letters. It just doesn't work for me. Really. So when I was a student, um, I'll be honest. So Scrabble was really like we played all the time, um, but we were uh, 
I'm still friends with the same group of extraordinary women and there were plenty of blokes in there as well when we were students and we were all like we were all quite clever mm. um, but we were all proper fuckheads so we worked hard and played hard we all got our degrees we all did well in our degrees but we we had a messy life oh good oh no come on I want more there, than that messy there, you had fun it was, it was drinking there were times that, yes and yeah. sometimes other things and um, and so there were times where Scrabble was involved you'd be playing Scrabble and it'd be like should we get messed up and it <laughs> So actually, Scrabble, my original association with Scrabble was like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, weird kind of quite clever, nerdy thing to be in the middle of such a sort of harebrained life for a few years. But um, these days, conversely, Scrabble is absolutely about gentle holidays with normally with family or perhaps with a few, I've got a few close mates who will play Scrabble with me. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like I, I wouldn't. It's not like part of my life really anymore. But as we're talking, I can see that very Scrabble Deluxe in the corner of my eye, in the corner of my lap. Go and, and make- pick it up after you've done this, and just play some scrap. Get get a friend. I mean, I'd say go around to someone's house, but I obviously we know that's that. not possible. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's interesting because I so totally associate Scrabble with the latter of those options that you gave me. They feel like gentle yeah. and close friends. They don't feel it's not for me. It's not part of a debauched lifestyle to you know take some gack and then it's go off weird, to an all go off to an all night yeah. rave with your travel Scrabble. That's weird. <laughs> that was kind of my early twenties. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Oh, hello you. My name's Tom Price. Hello, I'm Dave Cribb. You should come and join us every day. We do a podcast called Cabin Fever, where we talk to loads of comedians who've had to cancel everything else in their lives. So they come on our podcast instead, don't they, Dave? Yeah, it's an isolation podcast. Uh, Dave, were you yawning at the start of that sentence then? Was it just a little yawn? Yeah, it's basically the Great Big Owl isolation podcast. We'll have people on from all our podcasts, from your Rule of Threes, your Brian Rogers, your Musicals, your Bitchins. If you like any of our podcasts, if you like any of those people, chances are they'll be logging onto the Zoom call and just chatting because, let's face it, they got nothing else to do. Also, there'll be a quiz on the bell. All right, see you soon. Lots of love. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We like to listen to toast And we're not the kind who would boast And even in spite of the host we still like to listen to toast. La 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 la.
all right so we're jumping into the next decade now we're into 2010 jess um and the order numbers are picking up now okay so obviously it's been mm. quite it's been quite bookish lots of harry potter you've been buying lots of harry potter um and then you bought um, <laughs> got, a weird, got a weird ripple of ripple of embarrassment there you shouldn't i mean what about harry potter no way i don't that's yeah. not acceptable um oh well, that's nice a brawn uh wet and dry rechargeable body and face epilator that's lovely oh, to see. Oh, I mean, do you want to take us through the £55 you spent on that? Was it worthwhile? Oh, God. Have you ever had any of your body hair epilated? What does epilating mean? Do you know what an epilator is? I have no idea. Yanking it out? Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Vicious, mechanical, multi-hair yanker. Oh, my God. Um, I did an experiment when I bought that where I let my, I let my armpit hair free and loose for uh, whatever. Right. I can't remember how long. Grew it out, my armpit hair, right? And um, not in a sort of sexy, modern, feminist way. Sure. Uh, for this experiment. And I shaved one armpit and I epilated the other. <sighs> and the one I epilated, that it's, it's quite a small area, a surface area, isn't it, an armpit? Yeah. It bled. I cried. It was one of the most painful things I have ever, <laughs> ever ever done for my but what were you thinking but, you're pulling your hair out i didn't know how painful it was going to be and once again a bit like the law degree i thought once i started just get it done um and i just wanted to see how much more slowly it grew back on the epilated pit yeah than on the shaved pit and oh my days like it it the one i shaved within a week looked like a hippie in a headlock yeah the other one still utterly bold, complete baby's buttock of an armpit. To, to, for and how then, long? For how long? Oh, like nearly a month. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's basically just sort of like waxing wow. times two. I mean, yeah. It, it, so I still to this day have an epilator, but I would, I used, I for years. Do you know what it was? I thought, right, spend fifty-five quid because getting go and get your legs waxed was so ex- it just on my income was yeah. so it's such an extraordinary expense i was like who can afford to do that every six weeks or four weeks or whatever like who can that? so i just thought just do it to yourself but i i remember the hours and hours it would take i would it epilate one leg and then have to go and charge that again oh. so there were so many times where i went out with half hairy and a half bold leg. Oh my god! One bold leg, one hairy leg. It's just the epilator had run out. But the torture of it—it's like your torturer goes when you, you know when you charge it up. It's like your torturer goes off to have lunch, and you just sort of have to yeah. sit there weeping. And there's some interesting reviews here. Pattern cutter, two stars. Didn't work for me. I bought this product because I used to wax my legs. I don't know why I've gone so deep there. It may well be yeah, a woman. Yeah, like could, could even be a woman. I used to wax my legs, but for a long time I've just been shaving them. This product works well in the water, which helps with the pain. Just the fact that there's a product that just yeah. has inbuilt. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of pain with this lovely brawn product. Um, yeah. My major issue was the the first time I used it, my legs felt great. They were hair-free, and I really thought I could work with this product. Unfortunately for me, my hairs grew back in growing and were a nightmare to pull out. Undeterred, <laughs> I used the product again, and the same thing happened. I used the item four times. Oh, God. What is wrong with her? Honestly. Four oh. times before giving up as my legs were constantly blotchy and red and sore. Oh. I have had the occasional oh. ingrowing Damn. hair when I waxed my legs, but nothing like this. I couldn't wear skirts for months and my legs looked red raw, like walking around on two pepperamis. All in all, <laughs> the product that. works, but it didn't work for me. Oh, pattern oh cutter. Oh my God. <laughs> Did she say like two pepperamis? No, I may have done some writing oh. for her that I mentioned. <laughs> 
I just punched it up a bit. All right, just punched it up a bit. Um, God, I, I didn't even know what they were. Oh, that's fantastic. We've really learned something yeah. today. So epilator is a torture device for people who yeah. aren't rich enough to get their body waxed. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. It's a torture device de- uh, designed um, for um, by the patriarchy for um, especially economically oppressed women. Okay, nice. Very, very good indeed. All right, good. And quite right too. It's a good way of making money. Um, all right, <laughs> so at this stage, 2010, uh, Jess, have you started doing stand-up now? Has that begun? Yeah, I had. I started in January 2008. Okay, so we're a couple of years in and uh, quite a lot of... Well, de- I was too poor to get my legs waxed. Yeah, that, yeah, of course. So you're, you're torturing yourself psychologically by doing the stand-up comedy circuit and you're also yeah. pulling all of your hairs and your body out and weeping. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, March 2011, Tracy Beaker on the Nintendo DS. That's for my sister, Hattie. Very nice. Good. Uh, Good. She, her birthday is at the end of April. Uh huh. And that's 2011. So she'd have been like, yeah, real young. She's She was 16 when I, I was 16 when she was born. Right. Okay. Half, yeah. I've got loads of half, sort of half my age, half siblings. Okay. Okay. Um, so that she was, she's a big reader, and so she would have been big into Tracy Beaker. Nice, nice on the Nintendo. Tracy Beaker on yeah. the DS. There. So yeah. when, so you've got the blended family thing going on. Lots of birthdays to remember with that, right? Lots of birthdays to remember. Yeah, twenty eighth of April, Hattie, and this uh, April, she on the twenty eighth will be twenty one. Oh yeah. It's very exciting. There's that time thing again, isn't it? it just, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Oh. In a minute, Tom, yes. um, a fruit and veg delivery is going to arrive at my house. I've just seen the van outside. Well, just jump off and do it then. That's fine. That's is that fine. all right? I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> do you want to do it now? Do you want to go get it now? Yeah, give me a second course, and then I'll course, just have the door open. Then yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. knock or anything. I've done it now. Gloves. Wonderful. Give me a second. Okay. I'm just going to keep looking through and find some good stuff. He's only delivered one of my one of my packets of butter, Tom. But okay, you need to go back out after him. For God's sake, don't no, let him go without the butter. Ron, he's driven away. Fuck that shit. Are you going to be yeah. okay? I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I was going to give one to my ex anyway. Well, that's it. They've run out of butter in that case. That's their, that's their butter crisis, not yours. I enjoyed yours. Stay well. I love how we're all saying that to each other. Take care. Be okay. Please don't die. Don't die. Don't breathe. <laughs> Don't come too near me and don't <laughs> yeah. die. Okay, uh, Jess, let's go into 2000. We're in 2011, actually. Um, worth worth dropping a quick, uh, t- tipping our hats very quickly, if that's the right phrase, to Catelyn Moran, How to Be a Woman. For me, she is the best, one of the very best writers we've got. And my, she's my dream guest on this show. Isn't she brilliant? She's totally brilliant. Yeah, she'd be my dream. What She's on my dream list for hoovering as well. Yeah. I, um, I loved that book and I have to admit before that book I wasn't aware of her I didn't read her like brilliant tv reviews and stuff like that but um I thought it was extraordinary and I think it's probably um in the top 10 books I've most I imagine it crops up on there quite a lot on Amazon because it in the top 10 books I've read and then bought for other people yes 
it's totally. one of those that you read and go right these five people need this now and also i've really enjoyed i so i bought it for my other half sister amy who's six maybe 17 now yeah. um, I bought it for her for Christmas right. I feel like I can buy it for every young woman I know as a sort of coming of age Yes. welcome to why we still need feminism and also from every young man as well every young man that's the thing yeah. you know I read it oh, in, true, yeah. and, and I just uh, became the most annoying what has now become I mean it's 2011 I read it uh, like you I bought it then when it came out and uh, I really became that woke irritating but it really woke is the word I'm afraid I'm so sorry that that people yeah. have, it's been turned into an insult but it just it, it was like I woke up and I was like oh my god fuck I see this whole thing it was like the matrix had opened up to me it was fascinating um, yeah. and she's hilarious I love her to bits um, so yes good well done for buying that very nice indeed um, <laughs> what else have we got here oh Joseph Joseph Compact Herb Chopper uh, that's April <laughs> 2011. Very nice there. We can't go wrong with a good herb chopper. So much, so much easier than a knife, Jess. Of course. Nobody needs a herb chopper, but that was. It's so weird that I'm having quite crystal clear memories of these. That was a. Um, that was a birthday present for my cousin Dan, uh-huh. who gets really annoyed with me because um, I can't not introduce him to anyone ever in my whole life without introducing him with this full title, This Is My Cousin Dan. <laughs> um, because we, we, we've always been really close. We've hung out a lot. And I think there's this, this weird thing where it's like, well, I know a lot of Dan's. Yeah. But also there's this thing of being like, we're not together. He's my cousin. Cousin Dan. Cousin Dan. So don't it's even imply anything. Cousin Dan. It's my cousin Dan. We're very, yeah. And he's got a nice herb chopper. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously much better than a knife, clearly. But why can't you just use a knife? No, You're right. No one does need a herb chopper, do they? No one's ever needed a herb chopper. No, but it's a nice... That's thing. why um, the sea and space are full of litter. It's true. It's it's yeah. all her. What well, you saying? It's all herb choppers. Yeah, cunts like me buying a herb chopper for someone. <laughs> My mate bought a toaster. Um, let's. We're going to leap on ahead now to 2015. So, Jess, where are you in 2015? Has the child arrived? Oh, this year is that October the year? 2015. The child arrives. Oh well, look. But look at this. Look what she buys in January 2015. The clear blue digital ovulation test kit. <laughs> so <laughs> so funny yeah i did i used it was a stick that you piss on mm. and you get a smiley face when you're meant to bonk <laughs> and it all, all bonking famously begins with a smiley face it does well you'd hope so um yeah or an angry one sometimes if there's been a fight yeah but you've still got to do it making up yeah, um, yeah, got very lucky and got pregnant very quickly with using that using that smiley face test kit that I had no idea that I bought off Amazon. Yeah, funny. there you go on Amazon on the sixteenth of January. You spent fifteen pounds forty five, and at the end of that, you have a child by the end of this year. Look at That's that. Funny. Um, all right, good. Let's see what else we can find as we wander around. Uh, April 2015. The uh, so this is when you are pregnant by this point. April yeah. 2015. The sports cycling fitness gym half finger weightlifting gloves. No, right. Uh huh. Yeah. Cool. So, so tell us about wave, like weightlifting in your life, please, Jess. I'd I'd lift weights for strength and just for fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, I, I probably must have started maybe. For about a year, going with a friend who was really into it, who'd sort of taught me bits and bobs of what he knew about it. Not a professional by any means. Um, but, you know, that's how I started to realise that, oh, I 
that I, I don't know, I just would never have um, felt welcome in the weight section of a gym yes. if I hadn't gone with a male friend who was like, I bet you're going to love this. And I had always, I'd have patches of going to the gym, but it would always be with a very sadistic, um, punitive, uh, or I'd either be going like so that I could feel like I deserved to eat yeah. or to uh, strive for a body I was never going to get, essentially. Yeah. So I never enjoyed it. I would always be doing loads of cardio that I hated. And every now and again, like in that in that university halls year, I would I went to the gym every day because I had nothing else to do. I was lonely and sad. Um, but I'd do a bit of weight. The machines, it was obvious how to use. And always, even then, I'd be like, oh, this is fun mm. compared to trying to run for 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You know, this, I actually love this. But I never just felt, I just never felt welcome in that bit of the gym until around this time. And then I did eventually get so pregnant that it, I didn't, I stopped enjoying it. But I've, I've since picked it back up and I, um, I really love it. Yeah, I basically, yeah, I really, really love it. But I'm not, um, I'm not a body builder i don't i don't eat anything special or not eat anything special no no to get like rippled definition Um, i do like increasing like working towards lifting increasing a heavy it's satisfying right because you feel the muscle rebuild doesn't it and then you get that feeling of i couldn't do two weeks ago i couldn't have lifted this up no totally and i think so i've i've sort of had my tour of a show interrupted but i'm in the middle of touring a show called hench because actually i have i had some reconciling in my head to do i think about ideas of um femininity and whether i should be there and why i was doing it and what the effects might be if it changed the way that my body looks and stuff like that just a lot of sort of revelations off the back of getting into weightlifting basically as a woman so i don't know now i've made my peace with it i think i've found my my type of moving my body that Mm. makes me really happy in, in a sort of long-term way every other thing i really love swimming outdoors as well but that's not something you can pop and do every day if you live in southeast london you know who else loves that who we discovered on the the first episode of the new series of this uh, of this show kerry God- Kerry. what well, yeah i didn't know about her but kerry godleman also loves that does she yeah swimming? yeah yeah it's awesome so does angela barnes and so does josie long what is this female comics and outdoor swimming? Oh my God, if ever, yeah. if ever there was an isolation-based exercising outdoors TV show spin-off thing that should be commissioned, it's that, surely. Yeah. Fuck, that'd be good. Loads of women comedians getting in the sea. I'd love... call it get in the sea. That's get, like, get in the sea, yeah, exactly. Um, I love this though. That's really interesting, the idea of you at Hall's sad, doing the thing you sort of feel obliged to do. That feels like a very, I think a lot of people will that resonates certainly with me when yeah. you're at union you're doing the thing you've sort of told yourself you have to do you're doing something sensible and you're a bit, a bit miserable and pissed off and now mm. here you are doing this the weightlifting having babies but also discovering this i mean cynically speaking for your career you've written this fucking sh- this show which has won awards hench has done so well you must be so proud of it it's a yeah. lovely moment to see it it's great thanks mate it's well nice it's well nice also i'm um, talking of success hopefully there's some failure here uh may 2015 l plates magnetic uh-oh that was for um, uh, the father of my child, yeah. Uh-huh. He learned to drive and he passed his driving test the day our son was due. Oh, wow. Wait, First so time, though. That's impressive. And did he drive, did he? 44 years old he was. Oh, my God. And he learned to drive in South East London and he passed first time. Very impressive. That really. is very impressive indeed. That's very impressive. I would say he is one of the worst drivers i've ever been in a car with still to this day <laughs> and refuses to put any sort of solo practice in right so right. It, they might he might be one of those people that stays i've got a feeling now he'll be one of those people who 
continues to be a diabolical driver. Yeah, in yeah. So he's the father of your child, not necessarily the driver of your child. That's probably <laughs> the, the sensible way to look at it. Um, yeah. And then we, we're going to go into 2018 now. Loads of uh, loads of stuff here. You've definitely become a mum. <laughs> There's no oh, doubt. God. Yeah, you've, I mean, we've got the East Hong women's ankle leggings running yoga pants next to the Tommy Tippy simple Sangenic cassettes. Um, Penguin Junior single sleeping bag, all the parenting detritus, uh, which is filling yeah, our that oceans. Penguin, that penguin sleeping bag's badass. Oh, is it? I was only thirty yeah. quid. That's decent. Yeah, like you, um, you basically look like a penguin in it if you're lying in that, and you get like a full penguin's head to go around your little head, Amazing. your little child's head. If you, there is no greater pleasure. There is no as you will know as a parent, if there is any way to make a child excited about going to bed, yeah. you must take it. Put put the bed costume on. There you go. See? Hooray! We're all getting <laughs> dressed up to go to bed. Um, all right, then we're going into 2019. Uh, let's look at the order numbers have gone up, unsurprisingly, with the kid there. Uh, 72 orders placed in 2019. Whoa. Yeah, we've got stuff. What have we got here? Johnny Big Potatoes. Yeah, cat, more Catlin. Right? <laughs> more yeah, exactly. A gorilla super glue. Uh, yeah, that's quite good, that, isn't it? I never used it. I'm, I'm, I'll make a note of that. The yeah. um, Crane Bell Unisexes Suzu with Steel Band Mount Brass Bicycle Bell Gold. Yeah, that's for my son's bicycle. Still haven't attached it. Very nice, very nice. Have you got him off the stabilisers yet? That's the next step. We never did stabilisers. We've <sighs> wasted our time, money and a full year on a really beautiful bike, which was a combined present from both grandparents that's a uh, balance bike. Right. Um, but the, what they're meant to do is learn to, it's got no pedals, so they're meant to sort of scuff along until they yes. get so good and can glide along with their legs up. And it means that then when then you put the pedals on and they'll never fall over. Genius. Um, but our, my son has um, every single time, he's wanted to take it out, every day wants to take it out. He gets out, he'll maybe do two scuffs along on it and go, wow, what the pedals are! <laughs> And then um, throw it to the side, and then you have to carry it around for the whole walk. It's so and magical. Then never so ever magical. learnt to balance on it. <laughs> so now I'm thinking he's so massive. He's an enormous four-year-old. Is he? I think, yeah, I think gonna get. Um, I'm just gonna get the pedals put on it. Get him a decent. He's got an all right helmet. Just let him fall over and hurt himself again and again until he's learnt. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically what when that moment where you finally take your child out for them to learn how to ride a bike without stabilizers, you're basically taking your child out to get their ass whipped by gravity. That's essentially what's happening. Yeah, it's just a lot of pain, but you know, you get through it. Oh, look, talking of pain, um, the Bontempi 32 four note silver trumpet. Why would you buy that? Um, so there's I oh gosh, okay. So, um, good. What have we found? Oh, oh yes. Oh, great. Lovely. <laughs> I don't know whether I could. Oh, okay. come on, come on. So, um, it was a birthday present for my son, um, and it was a, a slight reactionary present to, um, I had a bit of a moment with my ex mother in law, right, right. Um, who is an amazing woman, if you're listening, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm sure Mary's a fan a, of my mate bought a toaster, but yeah, okay, cool. cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, uh, how should I put it? So, my ex's family are a military family, mm-hmm. and everything is done uh, in a way that's very just so. And um, I had probably a sort of peak just so type conversation with her shortly after. Um, uh, 
July, like, was it last year? Yeah, I took my son to um, Llama Tree Festival where I was doing a gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've been there, but it's really lovely. And there's like a forest that you can walk through, like this hidden secret path. And I made lots of lovely videos of my kid for, you know, exactly for, for like sending to granny. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this forest, there's all these real instruments hanging up off the trees and um lots of bigger kids were huffing and puffing into these trumpets and uh, because my kid is such a tank he somehow managed unlike lots of much older kids to get an okay tune <laughs> out of this trumpet in this forest and then he was all over the french horn sax you know he's having a go on all these instruments mm. and it's gross it's full of kids gob yeah. it's probably that forest is probably where they'll find out the actual source of coronavirus. (laughs) But um, basically, it was really impressive, and I got this amazing just five-second clip of him getting a really nice noise out of a trumpet Mm. dangling from a bit of string on a tree. I sent that to both, you know, to all his grandparents, look at this, and my ex-mother-in-law replied saying... "Um, I cannot believe they were available to children. Um, It's dangerous even for an adult to blow into a wind instrument like that because you can burst blood vessels and it can lead to capillary breakage and actually heart failure. And and like this big, long email about how dangerous it was for my son to have tooted into a trumpet. Um, And I thought, oh, my God. Like that was one where I've got to do hope she's not listening. But that was one where I thought, oh, lighten up. Yeah. So, 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 what do you go? Where do you go from there then? You bought the trumpet. Pathetic middle finger up to that attitude. (laughs) I bought him a, a toy trumpet. Now, do you send them a video of him trumpeting every day? No, but. That she's been here and seen that. So the point has been made. The point's been made. I was in the house earlier on and I saw your trumpet. You might as well give him a. You might as well give him a rusty knife to play with. (laughs) 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 All right, listen, Jess. I've absolutely fucking loved this. Thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having me. What I'm going to do now, right? Just before we finish, I'm going to do a really quick speed run through some of your recent things. Okay, so this isn't. We don't need big chats. We just need a couple of words on each thing. Okay, because we. We, we, we've learned so much about you, okay, Jess? Okay. We've, we've seen you starting doing the wrong degree. We've seen you go floating around. We've seen you go off to China armed with nothing but a tiny two pounds translation book, which was frankly fucking stupid, right? We've seen you try and kill your child with a trumpet. And now here we are in, in 2020. You've bought Last Week Tonight with John Oliver presents A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. Holy shit, I did not know this book existed, but I'm going to buy it. It's a... Um... A brilliant um, uh, gay story for kids. Amazing. In reaction to um, some right-wing American politician brought out a a similar book, and then John Oliver got this book to go totally viral and totally outsold it, which is the big gay version of it. Oh, fucking great. It's almost like John Oliver's one of the best people in the world, isn't it? Um, Spice mixture shimi. To, to Garashi. This is um, back before all my work dried up. I would do things like buy a very expensive spice mix just so that I had every single exact thing that I needed for a specific recipe. Oh, wow. Even wow. though I'm sure there would be loads of things I already had that I could have swapped in for that. The luxury of choice. That's what you're going mm-hmm. for here. Um, we've got a weightlifting belt. There we are. More of your weightlifting stuff there. Um, yeah. Just eat it. How intuitive eating can help you. It's the most incredible book. Is yeah, it? it's amazing. It's about sort of the death of the diet industry and how if we all just listen to our hunger and our fullness, we could actually 
and 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 we accepted that we that we shouldn't all be on a mission to be thin because there's a lot of us in bodies that aren't meant to be. Yeah. But um, uh, the, I think the only thing that's really stopping us from that is a genuine sort of uh, fear of happiness. Actually, that is fucking brilliant. Okay, we will tweet a link to that book because that looks glorious. Please do. Um, and then finally, and this is brilliant because obviously the scene that's run through all of this is is the the pleasure and the happiness and the tantrums that having your wonderful child has brought into your life. Yeah. And the final thing you bought, uh, which was delivered at the end of January. 2020 was the uh, um the 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 kindle fire seven inch display kids edition tablet so finally you've realized that the only way to quieten your child uh was yeah. not to try and kill him with a trumpet but to um i mean basically drug mm-hmm. him with a tablet give him a screen i bought that because i was booked to go and do my show hench at the melbourne international comedy festival which i've never been to before never been to australia before and it's obviously been cancelled because of the horrific pandemic but um so I bought that because I thought I was spending two days on a plane on my own with my son. Yeah. Um, and it turns out it's actually really handy for a pandemic anyway. <laughs> late, late, late I mean, I know they're saying that tablets don't cure the pandemic, but this one sort of does cure the that pandemic. Tablet, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my God, absolutely dreamy. Um, listen, <laughs> Jess, it, you're, what a brilliant guide to eating and parenting we've got over the last two, uh, the last two objects on your Amazon purchase history. Um, Jess, <laughs> thank you so much. What can we, uh, we can get you obviously on Hoovering, your fabulous podcast yeah. about eating. Let's do that. Yeah, please check, uh, ha- have a look at my podcast or listen on my podcast. It's called Hoovering and it's all about eating wonderful scenes all right just thank you so much lots of love and this has been you. you're brilliant thank you so much that was wonderful you're brilliant thank you my love what fun thank you loads oh i really enjoyed that um thank you for listening as ever guys and thank you for all your kind comments um whether it's on twitter or whether it's on your podcast platform i really appreciate all the feedback it's really nice when you're nice which you are mostly we only had one bad review i feel disappointed um anyway thanks for listening we'll be back next week i this the, i don't know whether i can tell you who's coming on next week because i haven't recorded it yet and i'm really nervous about saying who it is in case i get it unless in case he cancels so i'm not going to say who it is but he's really great he's a fantastic comic who is doing incredible things at the moment so he's going to be coming on the show and there's a couple of other guests who again i can't, I can't say but they're really exciting and if like i've got three lined up and if one of them comes off and actually happens i'm going to be so thrilled and i think you're going to love it as well um this is my mate bought a toaster thank you for listening and uh, give us a follow and a tweet at toaster pod and give us a review and all that stuff lots of love stay safe see you soon bye Face those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a news vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the smarts? Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7 a.m. Available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 